This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Uh, You're listening to our podcast, Do You Need a Ride? Where we pick up comedians in our car. And drive them to LAX. Or or pick them up. uh, that, That We used to do that. It was a simpler time. It was, remember back when LAX was our biggest problem? God. Damn it! Uh, I'd kill for those days. I would kill to be driving through LA. Nope, I've still I thought about it. I don't miss it. No, at all. you're right. It's uh, and also there is as much as like, if, I mean, who are we to complain about any of this action? First of all, but secondly, there's something to it that's really beautiful, and it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. The way people keep showing up on the street day after day to show that they give a shit about black lives, that they give a shit about intense, this kind of like, uh, you know, trans lives, that they give a shit about uh, what, what's happening where the government would be using the military against its own citizens. Like all this shit is important and amazing. And they keep showing up. I I was afraid it would be just that last week. No, no, there's going strong. Six, isn't it? Sixteen days. Yeah, it's amazing. It and I, I am close to downtown, which is where shit was really going down. I just rode my bike down there, spur of the moment. I didn't have a sign or any thing to. I just found myself riding there, and when I got to the street i almost called it a parade the (laughs) there was just tear gas in the air i could just feel it and and the national guard that was hanging out actually was almost comforting because the police were i saw them just spraying people that had their phones out it made me keep my phone in my pocket like they didn't want people recording right and it was it was really scary. It was really intense, and I didn't hang out long because I had no purpose. And I had no people with me, and I again, I didn't have a sign. I just felt like I was loitering. Uh, but it was it was so impressive the number of people that were there. It yeah. was really it's cool, beautiful. Did you see? Um, there was a really good video I saw on Twitter of the. It was a I think two or three days ago. 
there was a protest that was silent in Seattle and it went on for miles. And it was, I mean, you have to watch the video. It's on my Twitter or probably lots of other people's, but it's just people walking and it literally not one person is making a sound or saying a word. So it is the most beautiful, powerful, like this idea that you can't call anybody a looter and you can't call anybody, you know, talking about fucking the destruction of property, which at this point is so insulting and ludicrous that they talk about, they keep talking about property. Like who gives a fuck? And, And like, and there's so many business owners that come out and go, yeah, we don't care if they smash our windows that we have to stop this yeah. kind this level of police brutality against black people has to stop and it's yeah, like it, it's beautiful i'm amazed at how many people would bring it up when talking about these people being murdered it's like is that you cannot put priority over uh, a, a damaged target right. over a person it's just it's weird that people kept bringing it up well it it it's and we saw the results, like the the protesting changed everything. Laws have been changed. Yes. Those cops got arrested. I hope and think that Brianna Taylor's uh, murderers will yeah. be brought to justice. I don't know. I, you can send a letter to the attorney general in Kentucky, and that's all I've done. But there are things you can do yeah. if you if you feel like you aren't making an impact at well, a protest. Did you see that Beyonce um, put it on her Twitter that she she wrote directly to uh, the governor, I believe, of that state and said, you know, these everybody wants this to happen. Like it's now on Beyonce's Twitter, which might sound kind of like superficial or something. But these days, that's the kind of influence. It's like, you know, it's all about visibility and influence and people using their voices to say, yeah. We can see it working and you can point fingers and say that someone's doing it because they want to be seen or they want to take an Instagram photo at the process, whatever. They're there and it's the groups of people that are there and it's working. It's making a difference. And and it's like there've been (laughs) it's almost like people keep going out and kind of doing like sacrificing their bodies to show that if this wasn't a problem then these things would we wouldn't be having these films like there was one one day and it was out near um i think it was in on fairfax it was in hollywood and the cops just started beating people with batons that were standing there and there's one guy and i'm sorry to be this way about it but it i loved it so much because this baton this cop was trying to like hit him with a baton and the guy kept t- trying to catch the baton did you see that one? He clearly, yeah, I, I was like looking at it like clearly this kid's dad slapped him around quite a bit because yeah, he was mom, not yeah. flinching at all. He was like the, kept trying yeah. to catch the baton. <laughs> it was just I, like, nothing made my mom matter than the time I she tried to hit me with a wooden spoon on the butt <laughs> and I grabbed it and broke it. And <laughs> she had just lost her power. Yeah, that's right. That's the uh, that's how you stand up. But, you know on a larger scale. I, it just feels like people Much are larger. saying this matters more than, you know, it, it, they're willing to do that. They're willing to take those hits. And it's, I think it's kind of beautiful. Uh, that and these young willing people to show up at a time where a week prior, everyone was following the most people following the rules and not, and people are at the expense of maybe their own lives. Yes. Showing up. It's like, let's all hang out and breathe on each other because yeah. that was that that was the most confronting thing when i went down there admittedly 
it's is it seemed unsafe virus wise. Right. But a lot of people just aren't thinking about that right now. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's it's pretty meaningful. Also, uh, my theory, too, is because we all were in the house for three months going. Are we all going to lose everything we have? Are we all, you know, everyone's looking at like every business kind of grinding to a halt. Everybody's going, I could catch this at any second. And truly, like most people were staring down like their own mortality. And then this came up. It was like there was three in a row. There was... um like three cases right in a row where it was just kind of like by the time it got to George Floyd, I feel like it was like the the perfect ember. It was just like, boom, it's that this fire is lit and everybody is at this perfect time where they just went, they're not distracted. There's no distractions. There's no sports. There's, they haven't been at work. They're not exhausted. They're not going, I have just as big a problems as you do. Everything's came into focus. It felt like, and all of a sudden it's like people are in the street. And and then it's almost like the the brutality that they dealt with with protesters across the nation made everyone go. We got to go back out tomorrow. We got to go like it's it. It proved its own point. Yeah, that's one thing that the virus has given us is idle time that we should apply to something important. Yep. Not that making a dollhouse isn't important. Look. Uh, your hair, uh, your dollhouse, all your projects there, are very there, important. There are other things that you can spend your time doing. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing all of them, though, Chris, and that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I rode my bike down there. and I'm and uh, I'm just giving money because I can't stand around in large groups of people or I'll have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a restaurant at the bottom of my house. That is just fully open. Yeah. They just opened. And the guy, the owner, leaves in his Porsche. And I I walk by and just, I just shake my head so they notice. That's as far as I've gotten to yelling at them. But I can tell he leaves in a Porsche. He's obviously opened up for financial reasons. And right. people, there are enough people that aren't worried anymore. And that the place is packed. Meanwhile... They're causing their own little spike. Well, and, and uh, they're causing other people's spike because meanwhile, I don't know if you're watching this, but um, Lori Kilmartin, who's a stand-up comic from San Francisco, who I've yeah. known for a really long time, her mom, who was in her 80s, got it and is now dying in the hospital. And Lori yeah. just basically has to watch it on FaceTime. And she ba- she basically did the math and was like, so somebody that went out on Memorial Day weekend gave gave it to somebody that gave it to my mom. And it's right. that kind of thing where it's like, you might just be the passer on, but the the idea that you're going to sit in a restaurant going, I'm glad that's over. And I'm glad I don't know anybody that has it is so awful. And it's meanwhile, well, Lori, this woman's daughter was being safe and washing her hands and keeping her distance. And then some stranger gives it to her after right? she was being so careful around her own mom. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's it's really, it's just a very difficult time. It's a very difficult time to have a comedy uh, airport podcast. Let me tell yeah. you, let me tell you, Chris, I'll tell you. Yeah, no. And then I'll reiterate it and reword <laughs> what you said and tell it back to you. And I'll tell you then. But your hair does look great. It's now it's getting very, it reminds me of a late 60s, early 70s bouffant um kind of with, without the shape but like that's you know it's going into the height and the glory of a true bouffant i gotta be honest i really want to shave it off uh but i'm not going to uh 
I like it though. I feel like when you, I bet when you meet your skateboard friends, they're all impressed by it. There have been supportive comments that I appreciate. <laughs> yes. Yes. You skateboarders support each other emotionally, and that's what I respect about you. I, that's what I, to be honest, I, I, that's what I like about the skateboard community. There's a woman that is, she is 68 and she wanted to, for her 69th birthday, land a shoved a, <laughs> a kind of basic skateboard trick. And she was learning it on the carpet. She was going through cancer treatment <sighs> and she's like raising money for cancer awareness. Uh, Cause she's like, I'm, I've never skateboarded. I'm going to learn this trick. I'm 68 years old and she had been through chemo and then she wasn't posting as many videos because the cancer came back and <sighs> sadly she passed away the other day, but all, the entire skateboard community was following this woman. <sighs> like they embraced her cause. It was the coolest thing ever, uh, how everyone got involved and where they were tagging her in, went in uh, their videos when they would do a shove it. And <sighs> And she raised all this money for cancer aware she had breast cancer. Wow. Specifically. But how long she did died that and I was really sad and the entire skate community, uh just you know, I'm talking about Instagram basically. They are that's what everyone's talking about is this this woman in England who lives in a cottage <sighs> that wanted to learn this skate trick and, and she is delight the her name is Elaine Shawcross. her uh, Instagram is still being run by her daughter's husband and, and the videos go and watch her because she's delightful. She's like tr trying to learn this trick on her carpet. And then she's like, look at my foot placement. Like she's, <laughs> she's encouraging herself. She's really funny. And uh, that's lovely. Was. Yeah. It, it was a cool story. And it reminded me that I do like that skateboarders are supportive and you can show up with the scary haircut and they'll say good job <laughs> and they'll say good job chris good job yeah that's nice did you leave town then i did i came to see yeah. the fam for summer vacation and because nora was finally done with um weird uh internet school um and laura and my sister i think she had her last couple days of school when i first got here um so yeah for three months we've all been scared shitless and kind of watching you know watching things kind of really slide into fucking you know a black hole of lack of leadership and kind of just every wrong move and that i think that's the other thing too people taking to the streets to be like we care about each other and yeah. we care about what happens to this country like it felt so necessary and then it was like and it only took a couple days for people to really tighten their game or it's like people had those cameras out it just felt like everyone really got it right very quickly. Yeah, yeah. It was really impressive. It's been impressive to watch. It's, it's I'm been proud yeah. of I'm proud of everybody. I'm I genuinely am. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And it's also like I think it's really nice that there's so many black people that suddenly get their it's like front and center and they're what they want to say is being listened to finally and they're like they're 
very valid complaints about being treated really shitty and whatever. Like that whole thing at the New York Times where basically everyone was like, yeah, you put out that Tom Cotton op-ed that was basically use the military against American citizens. And and everyone's like, yeah, I'm not writing for you because that's basically you saying soldiers can kill black people for, for protesting police brutality. So go to hell. And that like in a day that worked. And then the fucking NFL commissioners uh, like apologizes and like suddenly and definitely there's people saying it's lip service or whatever, but it's a it's movement and action that we've never seen before. Yeah. And it's hard to dispute when you're getting it from a citizen who's just posting a video. It's like you can watch the news all you want, but the most current updates about things are coming from anime 69 <laughs> yeah. at whatever like i'm just i'm getting immediate news from just people with their phones out it's 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 like it it fixed that the fake news lie that people were using anytime they heard something they didn't like or that they disagreed with or or that made them question their very self-serving belief system suddenly it's just like well now here's 25 videos of it you can't say it's doctored yeah. you can't say it's fake like and then now they're catching those weird did you see the thing where they tried to um photoshop in like um nar 15 into the hands of like a seattle protester and everyone immediately is just like yeah this is clearly photoshopped and like pointing out exactly how they did it where it's like hey grandpa don't don't do it because these kids will catch you they know yeah. what they're doing you shouldn't have used Corel Draw. <laughs> I mean, I don't really get that reference, but I I know what you're saying. It's like an old, yeah, yeah, like uh, well, that's MS what Paint? I designed. Yeah, like MS Paint. Kind of. I made T-shirts with it in uh, 1998, uh, mm. seven. Yeah, so it's a software reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's sorry, I'm blanking here. I, I just, and anytime the police tried to lie, like they said, oh, we didn't push that guy over. He Oof. tripped. And Oof. then it's like, really? Because there's multiple angles from citizens yeah. who, oh, okay. Well, I guess he did. I guess I'll just resign now. Yeah. It's so awesome to see that happening. I, and so in like in a day, what about, did you see the one where they said looters again, all those stories, because that's the, I mean, now I'm becoming like this, like now I'm a socialist or whatever, but you see those things where it's like, what, what the, you know, these certain media stories are presenting is the idea that threatening you with loss of material goods, that these quote unquote, these people are going to steal your stuff. That's why you should be on our side type of shit. And there was the story like day three, three, maybe or four in the um, New York city protests where they said last night, looters stole $2.1 million worth of watches out of this jewelry store. And immediately the owner of the jewelry store said, we don't display watches at night. That's not true. And they caught them and they it's like catching them in these lies immediately. And these God bless these business owners coming forward and either saying that's not true. We didn't do that. Like it's it, shutting down that whole system of like, you know, propaganda, basically to say, well, you don't have to be upset that you watched a, a policeman club, a teenager because yeah. they stole a bunch of watches. Therefore, you can take that off your plate. It's like, that's not true. And 
are you saying that that's that that equals like that cancels that out because it doesn't or like the the videos of the cops just attacking um a guy that was just trying to deliver food on his bike did you see that one they no. just start beating the shit of a guy on a bike as he goes by that had not wasn't in the protest was trying to do his job where it's just like no one's even no one has to do this you guys are your own worst enemy you are the argument against yourselves it's crazy and more often than not looting had nothing to do like they the best or it's not the best but it was eye-opening uh the looters that in santa monica that broke into a patagonia store and it was just a bunch (laughs) of surfers leaving with longboards yes and vans shoes yep and it was the widest just they didn't even know why they were there it was just people taking advantage people with a moral void taking advantage of the attention being put on something else i think more often than that it's not like i'm angry at this country because of george floyd that's why i'm stealing this surfboard there isn't even that connection no it's just like hey no one's looking and i'm a dipshit who's been sleeping on the sand yeah I'm going to go get I some hitchhiked stuff. here from Georgia. I'm going to go steal a $800 longboard. There's that, also the people. Videos. And there's the ones where, you know, they say it's clearly it's like agent provocateurs. There's those videos of there's an amazing one of this uh, black woman who goes who goes up. We talked about this on My Favorite Murder, but I was amazed by it. There was kids driving around and handing out bricks to um, black teen boys in case they just wanted to start throwing bricks for some reason. And this woman comes up to the car and goes, what the fuck do you think you're doing? This is so disrespectful. What do you think you're doing? And she just starts yelling at these kids and they're like, what? Sorry. I don't know. But it's like, what were they doing? What was the idea behind that? Because in my opinion, that's some creepy fucking like white supremacist alt-right shit where it's like you're, you're trying to set someone up. Like, you're trying to get them to do something to justify. And that woman was like, uh, that what you're about to do is going to get blamed on me. Yes. And my, yeah. and my son and these teenage yeah. boys, like, you're trying to set them up. Or even if you don't think that's what it is, what would you be doing? What's the thought behind this? Yeah. Like, it's it's fucked up. And oh, yeah, if the, the big rocks being turned over and all the dirty, dirty bugs are coming out from underneath it. And we have now we <laughs> have to look the- at it. All the roly polies, the white supremacist oh, roly polies everywhere. Not to change the subject, but speaking of bugs, I <laughs> and I, this is going to start graphic, but it's fine. I found there was some. I got bit by a spider on my penis, <laughs> uh, and I woke up. There was three perfect little, and they looked like blisters. I have not been sexually active for months, <laughs> except for uh, with the spider. And and the tip, I mean, let's just pretend we're doctors and okay. I'm a scared, I'm a, I'm a patient okay. coming in. Uh, there was three blemishes that were blister-like in a row on the tip of, of my penis. Okay. And I, but then I noticed they were on my wrist. There was a row of little bites on my wrist also. And so he... I don't know how I was sleeping, like with my hand down in front of me, but this spider had a little field day mm. and I got bit by a spider on my penis. You're, I'm sorry, I keep saying it. Well, I mean, you really do seem to be hammering that home 
<laughs> quite clearly but i like to picture that you were kind of it was like a little bit of a venus to milo thing like you had your hand perfectly across to just block any vi- any visuals yeah, i didn't have a fig leaf handy <laughs> so, I was so you got your wrist over there it was really uh, a still that should be painted in the roof of a cathedral <laughs> it really is the work of the Lord. Now, was and the it spider? Was that snake? Let's and go- my penis was the apple. <laughs> and Eve. Uh, let's see, who would be the you? You're Eve, I guess. You're. Eve. I was. I was laying on my ribs, or were they Eve's ribs? <laughs> oh, were they? I. I hurt. I. We have to read hurting. the Bible again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think a rib made a woman. Yeah. Yeah, Which is that's sexist. Good, that, is, God, that is sexism. Yeah. What can't we do, men? Was it, let's go back to us cosplaying doctors. So you're the patient and the doctor. We're both doctors or I'm the doctor and you're the patient. You were the doctor. I was coming with legitimate Any pain, concerns. Mr. Fairbanks? Any pain? Uh, thank you for asking. Either spot? Zero, zero pain. Oh. Zero discomfort. Slight itchiness. Which is almost more scary yeah. in the genital region. I really, but it, it's, it, you could look at my calendar. There is no reason to this, for this to be happening for any, any reason other than that being a uh, creepy now, barley. Do you call your penis your calendar? Is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> yes. Because I don't, uh, sir, I've already looked at your calendar. I, when I'm on a date, I wink and I say, would you care to flip through my calendar? <laughs> and they usually know what that means. And <laughs> <laughs> We've never been this X-rated before. I think it's it's because the unprecedented times call for unprecedented physical discussions. I, yeah, even the spiders are protesting. <laughs> I just I had to bring it up. It's everything's fine now. It's I all gone. Have to go to a doctor. Yeah, it cleared up. Do you have it's, some cortisone or what do you put on? I that? did indeed put cortisone I on it. A cream. See, I am a than, doctor. I am a doctor. I, pref- I gonna... prefer it to the ointment. Yeah, it was a white cream because it had pain reliever. That's right. I'm going to yeah, write you a prescription for OxyContin. Uh-uh. Are Are you sure, doc? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we're all doing these days. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's a solution. it gets rid of. Uh, gets rid of. Probably gets rid of the virus. If only. According to our president, just like sunlight. Actually, I did look up something. It It, it is good to be outside in the sun, apparently. No, the, you have vitamin D. Yeah, at, apparently the virus doesn't do as well in the sun. So right. keep protesting is my point. I feel like people are going to do it. They've got it figured yeah. out. Uh, they've got it but figured sorry out. Sorry about that, that penis story. Sorry I said it so much. Well, I, know I don't I- know what else to call it. A spider bit. Your calendar story, I think, from yeah, now yeah. on, should, should be called. <laughs> I just, by, by calendar, I meant when you have a date, you put it in your calendar, of course. True. True. And mine was empty. <laughs> Proving and so, it yeah. could not have been intense herpes on the tip only. Right. Got Suddenly, it. for the first time in my life, after a long stint of abstinence. <laughs> Uh, also, I've been noticing a lot of spiders in my apartment. Little ones. They little heard you were ones. a slut. They heard you put yeah. out. <laughs> well, look at how I lay in bed all pro- look at, provocatively. Look at your uh, your clamshell bed headboard. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it rotates. It's and I just I sleep in the nude, and mm. they're just like jackpot. <laughs> oh, you're really long. You you 
iron out your hair so it's super long. Yeah. Yeah. People are always worried about how many spiders they're going to swallow as they sleep. How about how many are going to bite you on the genitals? Yeah. No one talks about that. It's seven or eight spiders a year bite you on the genitals. Minimum. Minimum. (laughs) Minimum. Close that calendar. (laughs) We could give you one piece of advice. It's take your logbook, shut it, lock it, hide it under your bed. Oh yeah, maybe it's the maybe it's the calendar. It's the calendar aspect. And I I just thought I'd show you this because I finally finished. It's oh right, my, the dollhouse. I'm so <gasps> shaky. Oh, careful, careful. Oh, okay. Wait, did you is now? Did you get it and order it, or did you assemble this? Well, yeah, I. It came. Sorry, I'm so shaky. People were very worried when they saw my videos. But yeah, these little books, like I'll just, like the ladder, there's a little book on that ladder. Yeah. Yeah, I had to glue all the pages into a tiny book and make a hundred little books. So you assembled all the miniatures that are in that dollhouse. This this came in pieces like Ikea furniture (laughs) and the directions were just as confusing. (laughs) And and then I, uh, you just glue it together. And I- distressed everything with sandpaper beforehand so so it looked like an old bookshop and I want to make a little old man out of clay and do some stop motion animation because I realized this is why I like dollhouses is because of Wallace and Gromit and the yes. backgrounds to like claymation and stop motion animation and this is like a perfect little bookstore to have like an old guy tinkering around like yes so and it comes with little lights. Look, I got it. He's going to turn lights on. <gasps> Look at that. That one, it's a bad connection. It's kind of <laughs> funny when I was when I was hooking those up, I'd get little electric shocks, but they're coming from a, a, a barely larger than a watch battery. So they're pretty, so pretty the, easy to ignore. You can withstand them. It's not like the time that I grabbed the electric fence in my on my aunt's property and couldn't let go of it for like 30 seconds because I was being full on shocked. Oh, my old roommate, Nate, has a very funny story about he actually peed on an electric fence and it launched him into oh. a cow pasture. Holy shit. Like he flew in the air. <laughs> or he wasn't peeing. I think that's... Uh, I'm thinking of a Ren and Stimpy episode. I think he just <laughs> touched it. He touched it yeah. and everything was fine. And so he went to climb it and his leg or something completed the circuit. Yeah. Like when I was putting in my light fixtures in my living room, my dad said, well, if you're at all questioning what you're doing, put your left hand in your back pocket, which sounds crazy, but that makes it to where you're not an open circuit. Right. You're closing the circuit by putting that appendage on your butt <laughs> and keeping and, it within your syst- your internal system yeah, yeah and otherwise being grounded literally by your feet you're grounded yeah. so right. whatever i didn't have to worry about that with the dollhouse it was just adorable electrocution <laughs> tiny little just letting you know yeah. it's there precious these little this yeah that's little look at this little bookshelf chris that's it really looks amazing because i yeah that's really good there's little <gasps> what's that a picture of on the top yeah, it came with little random just printouts. It looks like it's of uh, the countryside in France. Oh, bonjour. There's, little, there's a little thing of fruit, a little yeah. fruit bowl. Yeah. Now, did you somehow assemble those? 
Uh, yes, yes. All all the little books. Oh, the fruit. No, no. I just painted a little dot for a stem. Oh, but I they mean, were that's, little, they little come as little ball. little balls and then you add I, the detail. Because this was a kit. It came in a box and I didn't know. I knew there'd be some assemblage, but I did not realize that <laughs> the level? it would be five days of my life. <laughs> but you loved it, crapping. right? I mean, it I, seems like. I loved it. Look at this cute little stool with a little book on it. What? And then someone's sweater? What's happening? Oh, it's a little doily. It like came with <laughs> some gingham. Uh, oh, there's still some clear glue on there. Yeah, it's like a gingham cloth wow yeah i i really had a good time it's very cool what if you built like a what if you continued room after room in your apartment and eventually you had a miniature apartment within your apartment that well this is yes this is appropriately put on my bookshelf in between so it's acting as a as a book stop or what do you call that? Bookend. Bookend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just have it in the middle between books, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get other I gotta get a log cabin one or something, put it in my bedroom. Please. And then uh <laughs> and then make a virtual claymation figure of myself and then make it in my, bed for yeah, the spiders. Li- li- with a tiny little spider <laughs> and, and just live a virtual version of my own life Did inside you ever- my own life. Did you see the movie Schenectady, New York? I, or uh, I don't know if that's. I think that's the way you pronounce it. But it was that that was started happening. It's a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, and it's very no. long. And it is um, Charlie Kaufman. I believe it's Charlie Kaufman movie. Sure. Okay. It, anyway, it's. I think it's not pronounced the way the city in New York is pronounced. Right. It's slightly different. But anyway, that basically happened. If you haven't seen that movie, you should see it, Chris, because okay. it, because it. There's lots of things that would interest you that are parallel. Yeah, I here. tried to watch some Stephen Carell one where his hobby is doing little war. <laughs> oh, that's miniature di- war dinner with schmucks. Uh, oh no, that's that's the uh, that's the one. Uh, that's a true story. Did you see that actual documentary? Uh, I need to watch the documentary because the uh, the movie wasn't doing it for me. I stopped. Yeah, uh, the do- you will love the documentary. It's my. I will watch it. It's very am- good. I seriously am into miniatures. Yeah. I, it's not just something I say anymore. And I've been neglecting turtles. I haven't spent a lot of time with turtles lately. <laughs> I wondered if that was a passing fad. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I still care about turtles, but I'm really investing time into the miniature world. Well, you have wanna... these are more of a quarantine. Your 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 interests have gone inward and inside indoors. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> It started with just my apartment, and then it was the kitchen, and now uh, I'm making a tiny world. But I do want to get into animation, and I think that this is all based in that. I want yeah, for sure make little animations. Um, you know what I was going to say is there's another St- <laughs> there's another Steve Carell movie where he is concerned with miniatures. It's Dinner with Schmucks, um, and it's uh, right. Paul Rudd. I think you're right. It, yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd and Steve Carell, and Steve Carell dresses up little dead mice. And that's his, he's like, it's a schmuck contest. I think he's just into miniature. I think he is too. Something he brings to every character. (laughs) That's how he picks scripts. If if you don't reference a miniature something and he can't pick it, he just won't. Yeah, the office originally is called (laughs) this tiny office. This little tiny office with the asshole in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they they had to adjust it because there was an English version. It actually came first. 
Jessica, there's someone in the background, Karen, run! Who, who? <laughs> someone walked in the background. Is my sister here? Is Maybe. it Nora? Or it's a ghost. What if that's how we found out there's a ghost? Nora? Oh, they are here. <laughs> Jesus, that scared the shit out of... Laura? Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was good that I warned you. <laughs> I didn't hear... I didn't hear them come in at all. She was oh, trying to was, be quiet. That was scary. Um, <laughs> Did you ever see in Three Men and a Baby? It, I don't know how we heard about these things before. I guess you receive a VHS tape and it has all these secrets <laughs> about... But there was a ghost in the background in Three Men and a Baby. I think maybe we've talked about that, but yeah. it wasn't a ghost. It was just a promotional cardboard cutout of That's right. Steve yeah. Gutenberg or something. But someone hid it in the background behind a curtain. Yeah. And the power of suggestion. When I was a kid, we would rewind and watch that like it was a snuff film. Yeah. And it horrified <laughs> me. You know how kids watch snuff films. Yeah. They used to in the 50s. Well, but Faces was, of Death. Yeah, well, totally, yeah. which I never watched. I don't want to watch someone get hit by a train. Yeah, it's not cool. But I would watch that the, and freeze with the tracking lines, just pause, three men and a baby, and you could see it. Th and then they said, oh, that's a little boy who lived in the apartment, and he fell out of the window. He was, he, and it was killed. Yep. He and, was pushed by Eric Clapton. And it's true. You know that it's fake. You know it's a poster yeah. or it's a cardboard cutout. And then it still scares the shit out of you. I've just seen the still picture. Yeah. And for it's still a, scary. I, no one told us about the cardboard cutout till years later. For a long time, I that was my first ghost experience. And then when it got taken away, I had to rate, wait for real life ghost experiences. Yeah. You had, to, you had to wait for the real thing to come along. So should we, this is a Q&A episode. Should we do oh, it? Oh, God damn it. We did it again. We Steve. did it again. I'm so sorry. I mean, Let's we, do I it. I mean, we've been recording for over 40 minutes. Maybe <laughs> I, we, we don't have to. Let's do a few of them. Yeah, but yeah. Let's do, it's fun. It's, I think yeah, it should it be. Since this I totally is, forgot. It's the way things go these days because there, it's quarantine. It's, there's so many extenuating circumstances. We're just kind of adapting as we go. And you and I have always given ourselves a rule of keeping it light and fun, but it, it just, it, we can't right now. And I can't, like my special was supposed to come out. I was like, no, I'm no, not no, going to no, try no. and promote comedy. It's just, there is, it turns out, a time to not try and be funny. Yeah, and, 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 and to focus we, on something else, yeah. Yeah, we've been going through it, so. Yeah. Sorry if you came for the nonstop yucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we still are able to yuck it up. You know? But yes, you have yes. to, eat comedy or anything, you have to acknowledge the world around us or we'd be psychotic. I mean, that's how creepy podcasts that are just like, anyway, nothing's uh, the world isn't completely changing entirely in front of your eyes right this second. And I feel like there's an obligation now from this point forward where during my standup, I joke about more important things. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, which is great. I want my standup to change, but I was trying to think of my act and putting out that special during this time. And I'm like, I don't address anything important. <laughs> Not that it's my job to make political statements, but I, I want to start. Well, but also you recorded that special, you know, six to eight months ago when really oh, yeah, a year, yeah. it was there. Truly, the traffic at LAX was one of the bigger things on your plate. It's, yeah. It reminds me of one of my favorite people on Twitter is the comic Steve Hernandez, who is so funny. And he, yeah, he, he like uh, two weeks ago, he goes, oh, I just got booked on one of these Zoom shows real quick. 
how do I become a political comedian? <laughs> um, that's, I think that's what everyone's doing right now. There's a lot of people who've been doing it for years, um, yeah. you know, with to, and not getting any, any credit. And now basically everybody who's like the observational kind, they're, they're just all like, now I have to comment on the heaviest stuff that's ever happened. Right. And I think that's where I would start is observationally how have people been acting without fully just talking about Trump or something? Of course, I'm not going to do that. But right. there are interesting behaviors that uh, be be they disappointing or reassuring that I've been noticing. And I want to talk more about that. That's my mission statement. Why am I saying this right now? Let's do the Q&A. I want to answer questions. Well, maybe one of the questions will be, Chris, um, what do you think you want to talk about in your new in your new type yeah. of stand-up comedy? And then we'll just edit that part back into... Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. perfect. Yeah, you don't mind chopping this up till midnight, do you, <laughs> Stephen? He's going to remix this shit. It's going to be amazing. We're going right. to put a beat behind it. We're going to be the best. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I had a really, this one I really liked. Um, this is from All Jamie Wrote. On one of the last days of first grade, our teacher let us bring in our favorite song to play and let us change our name for the day. I went by Kathy and we built this city on in picked, we built this city on rock and roll. What Hell would, yeah. What would first grade Karen and Chris pick? I saw that one on that was in like an Instagram comment, right? I, uh, this was on Twitter. I want what was I listening to in first grade? I mean, it would have been something from. Was La Bamba out yet? Mm -hmm. I don't I think my first cassette tape was the La Bamba or Stand By Me soundtrack. And I was listening to like my dad's childhood music like I started. Or the Beatles, or but I didn't know it was the Beatles. Like in first grade, I don't know that I had my own music preferences yet. It would just be well. What your I dad was my... a DJ, so it would make sense that he would have a lot of influence over. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it'd be something that he would play around the house, and then I'd have to ask them, ask him, "Hey, what is that song that goes like this? I have to bring it to school tomorrow." <laughs> and we both know I'm going to change my name to Scott that day. <laughs> Uh, Not Swanee? Okay. And this is the uh, a classical rendition. People have been calling me Gooseneck and CJ nice. online and keep it coming. It's Sweet. really <laughs> made me feel great. I've gotten revenge. Um, I think my answer would be... Um, it would be either Linda Ronstadt or Carol King because that was like 70s music, you know, AM yeah. radio, San Francisco AM radio, KFRC in particular, um, was the station we always listened to in the car. So it would be like, um, You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt or um, Carol King. Uh, what's that one? What's that? Uh, Too Late Baby by Carol King. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a classic. And, um, I think I would have wanted my name to be like, well, I was, what would it be? One time in fourth grade, I told everyone that my name was Karen, but my full name was Catherine. I don't know. It was a blatant lie. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I when I, you're a kid, you experiment with lying for no reason. Yeah. Even and when like you your stand you stand to gain nothing. I don't know why I said my dad was a cop. I just told people 
Because I he enforced some law, or he he made people pay taxes. Oh. He was the tax assessor, and that sounds like an old timey like law person. You got to pay your taxes, otherwise you'll go to jail. So I just turned him to a cop. Yeah, you just <laughs> you 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 read the room. You think what would these people like, and then you go yeah. you play to that. But I, yeah, so the name thing, I don't know. I think I would do like a. Uh, maybe an initials thing or something like um, I always liked when a girl had a boy name, like if a girl <laughs> was named Rocky or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocky or, uh, you know, uh, now like something with a Y. I can't really yeah, think yeah. like um, what like Jesse, but for a girl. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. something like that. Ricky. Ricky's Rick. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the Linda Ronstadt duet? that she did i think it was with neil diamond she did a duet i think she did don't know much with aaron um the neville much yep yeah man she was great slow. and then and then she just had a whole career doing like tejano music like she had a huge uh like Latino music following. Yeah, because her her that. dad was, I believe her dad was Mexican, and that's what her that's what she was raised on. There's a there's a Linda Ronstadt documentary that's amazing. It's basically about her whole life and career. I want to see it because it's great. I don't think about her much, and I don't and I don't know much. <laughs> but, but you I know you know love her. I, I love her. <laughs> Someone posted Celine Dion the other day, like belting out. There was she posted Celine Dion and Michael Bolton and all these singers that I've just kind of shrugged off my whole life, and they were amazing. Yo, yeah, Celine Dion is amazing. Okay, Celine, I really need to get out of the house, Karen. Celine Dion when they did um, VH1 Divas um, uh-huh. one year, uh, Ellen DeGeneres hosted, and I was writing for her, so we went and um, we, we had to watch the rehearsal because I had to, you know, obviously change jokes as we went. And then they did basically like a tech rehearsal for all the singers. So all the actual performers were there to do like the first 15 seconds of their song and the first and then the last 15. So they could do like the lighting cues and any kind of tech thing on right, the stage. Right. It was at Caesars in Las Vegas. And Celine Dion sang you shook me all night long and she came she sang the entire song she did it as if there was a full crowd and it was truly eight people in the audience in in the caesar's um you know showroom or whatever and at one point we were standing there with our notebooks like trying to fix jokes and think of things to pitch or whatever and as she walked by she looked at me and pointed and winked as she was singing like she was giving her 100 percent. i was like oh my god i need to put this book down and like watch her do this because she can see me it was hilarious like she oh, re- that woman amazing. doesn't not she ever pointed and wink she pointed and wink like she was doing a full show and i had paid ticket for a first row seat paid oh, paid wow. money i should say not paid ticket i'm from america <laughs> you paid ticket Did i you paid ticket <laughs> i'd kept a I- ticket in my boot all right next question this is from braley mama Asks, would you rather lick a living wild great white shark or have one randomly swim up and lick you? I think we have to figure out if sharks have tongues. Yes. <laughs> I don't they believe must. they do. I do what? know they don't salivate because I had a t-shirt with a, a shark that appeared to be drooling on it. 
Uh, and and so I had to look that up. So I think you need a salivation and tongues are are uh, they are inclusive. I think I don't think. Uh, but let's suspend disbelief so we can answer her question or their question. I should say. I'm assuming. Uh, I would very much, of course, like to be in control of that situation and be the one licking the shark. Same. Same. Uh, it, no it question. It doesn't have to be on the lips. Right. Or in the face or near his teeth, right? No, you or could you could lick the top of that back fin that's yeah, like the, as if they're just about to get away and you yeah. just lick that real quick. I'd lick, I'd lick the dorsal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wait around on the beach close to the water to even see a shark. I don't want, No, I don't want that to happen. No. And also I feel like even if sharks did have a tongue, which I believe you that they don't, but they would have to get it out past like 18 rows of the sharpest teeth. Yeah, so everything about it will be the scariest experience you've ever had. Even if it's You know cute. when you're eating and you bite the side of your mouth mm. and it's very painful. Mm -hmm. Think about sharks, oh. all those rows of teeth, backup teeth. And then they got that tongue. Oh. Just with little bandages on it. <laughs> Knots in the side of their, in their inside cheeks. So many canker, canker sores. Sore. Oh, endless. <laughs> oh. Endless. Poor sharks. Poor guys. That's why they're always eating everybody. They're mad. <laughs> All right, Stephen. This is from Sarah H. Bobby. Uh, did you have any school clubs uh, that you participated in growing up? Clubs. Oh, God, I didn't. I'm. My sister was such an achiever, you know, like key club president, girl state governor, <laughs> uh, editor of the, the newspaper. And so when I, and cheerleading and everything else that popular people do also. And I just, all I did is skateboard at lunch and go skateboarding after school. I, I was very inactive with, I guess I was in some plays. Oh Yeah. I wasn't a thesbian, but I did some plays and hung you, out you, with those people. You toured the drama club a little bit. You didn't maybe fully commit, but you were in there. You got in there yeah. and met some people, socialized yeah. a little. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Sure. Because I otherwise wouldn't have hung out with those kids. I, uh, and I'm not sure if I've ever said this to either of you before. Maybe I have. I've known both of you a while. I was a cheerleader in high school. Were, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. This is new information for both of you. I was junior year. I was a song girl, which are the ones that go out and do the routine at halftime at football games and basketball games. Like with a flag and with sequins? We didn't have, no, no. At our school is really small. So we were just, um, it would just be like Janet Jackson's control. And then we would just do a dance to it and it would end in like a pyramid or whatever. But that's insane. That's yeah. awesome that you did that. I was, uh, because I really love dance. I was definitely, if our school was any bigger, I would not have made the cheerleading team. But because there, it was like 300, 50 kids you know yeah it's, I, my odd the odds were ever in my favor so um i did that junior and senior year because i really liked making up dance routines it was really That's fun so cool. i didn't i don't see you dancing much these days i know i do, i should more i really have amazing rhythm um i'm good at it and it used to be my passion but then i got very insecure because um i kind of like did it I did it like I would love to do this and then only later on went oh no that I'm embarrassed that I did that right I I used to like singing or whatever karaoke and now I'm petrified by it I think the more and dancing I used to dance all the time when it was not 
uh, required, I would always <laughs> dance. Like in a bar, people sure. were trying to play pool. Me and my friends would be diving and doing the worm on the floor. And now I no part of me wants to do that because especially when I moved here and you see people that are amazing at singing or dancing. Right. It's like, oh, okay, that isn't, I'll let that be their thing. I got to, uh, once I start doing stand up, I just quit thinking about That's dancing. A, that is very common in LA. I think you get to LA and there's so many people who are like minimum triple threats, if not like five tuple threats, like they can do everything yeah. and they're a model. Um, right. it's really, it really devastates your dreams and your, the belief in self. And you kind yeah. of like, I, I was, it was, it was a really, uh, kind of shocking awakening when I moved to town thinking of like, oh, I'm gonna, I can do a bunch of things. And then I got here, I was like, oh shoot, no, you have to do, you have to be good at like, like literally five things you have to be excellent at to start. Yeah. yeah at yeah. least that's how I, it used to feel. Well, yeah, and I think that's what made me motivated me to be like, okay, I'm just going to focus on the things I know I can do. Yeah. I'm going to do stand up. I didn't know I could do that, but or like art drawing, I always did art stuff. It's like I I just never wanted to be one of these people that spreads myself thin over a bunch of things. I'm okay at 10 things. <laughs> Why don't you get really good at one thing and that's called a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared to dance. I just can't. I love that. I did not know that about you. I want to apologize for not knowing about your dance. I've kept it a past. secret from many, many people. Um, Everyone's going to want to see you dance now. Well, they can dare to dream, <laughs> but it almost never happens. And, I, and when you're an adult, as most people know, the key to dancing is being drunk. And I don't drink anymore. Yeah. So there's almost it, nothing that I do that would make me feel comfortable dancing anymore yeah sadly. yeah yeah you're right that that was a big part of it for me all those years i spent dancing and more of a freestyle street street <laughs> style of dancing uh i was not sober right it's it's crucial it, it was drunken buffoonery otherwise i wouldn't dive off of a bar stool i wouldn't be in a bar first of all right <laughs> uh, I had to drink before I danced for Howard Kramer. That was the only time those two connected. <laughs> when he first started doing hip, he wasn't Dragon Boy Suede yet. He was like DJ Spumoni or something. Mm. And I was backup dancer, Automatic Flavor. <laughs> and I would just, I would just interpretive dance behind him as he rapped. And one time at the Bad Dog, the Bad Dog Theater in Austin, I. Tried to dive off this stool and I, I think my legs hit a wall and I landed on my arm weird and uh -huh. I got a fracture in my arm. I broke my arm dancing for Alex Kramer. <laughs> it just, it's like, why is this still hurt like a month later? And then I got an x-ray for something else. Because it was a true injury. Yeah, I broke my arm dancing for Howard Kramer. Then you sued Howard, and then he had to... That's how I got rich, and he got poor. Good job. <laughs> Sorry, that's Howie. The, that's the way you do it. This is from Not My Dumpster. Uh, what are some gross snacks your parents made growing up? For example, my mom would make banana and Miracle Whip sandwiches. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that is. No, <laughs> no. That, I wouldn't even call that a gross snack. I would call that child. Yeah, that is call CPS is actually what I call that sandwich. Oh, my God. Nothing because mayonnaise for me triggers my gag reflex i really have a thing with mayonnaise it's gross and my sister bananas will make her she can't the string the texture the mushiness when it's in your mouth the 
I get it. I can eat a banana, but my sister can't touch them. Yeah. Combine those two, you would <laughs> shut down my whole family. <laughs> the bloodline would cease to exist. <laughs> my mom actually had a whole rule about you were no one was allowed to you weren't allowed to buy a miracle whip. Like it had to be real butter and real mayonnaise always. You couldn't cook with with either of those. So anytime I was at friend's house and their their mom used Miracle Whip or margarine, I'd be like, oh God, what is it like? Yeah, I would yeah. have like a physical response. Um, but my mom was a terrible cook. I we've talked about this a lot. And yeah, you, yeah. I know your mom was too. Um and she didn't the thing is she didn't make us snacks like it was yeah. basically you were on your own in the kitchen totally um so we did a lot of and we've i think we've talked about this but it was like buttered crackers i think that's kind of the, one of the grosser things that i used to eat is just like you butter up 10 crackers and then with some seven up watch scooby-doo and eat those yeah and as a child i think there was i would eat so many frozen burritos i just Whatever was frozen, like you said, whatever you could find. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally talking shit about my mom, but she just was not passionate in the kitchen. <laughs> and my sister and I both talk about it now. When we, Whenever we did have food, we would hoard. We both eat. I eat now with my arm guarding my plate. Yeah. Someone's going to take it away because my, and I know we've talked about this, but there would suddenly be, my mom would follow a recipe and there'd be like a, a, a casserole dish sitting out my sister and I go in there and lick our lips like we're in a silent movie looking at it and then she's like don't touch that it's 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 a it's for the office it's for my <laughs> sorority like not college she wasn't in college but she had a group of women that it was called a sorority and that and we knew we knew it wasn't for us if we'd see finished yeah meals it was always for guests but yeah i there were i don't have my dad has stories about my grandma, the snacks she would make. One of them was stewed tomatoes with saltine crackers mm -hmm. uh, and maybe grapes in there. I Just bizarre. <laughs> but my girl, you know, I think my, I told you this. My grandma's depression era snacks. The, yeah, she my grandma made a lot of stuff with Jello. And one of the things was every if you had dinner at my grandma's house, the salad would be first and it would be iceberg lettuce with with um, green Jello with cocktail fruit cocktail inside and Thousand Island dressing over the top. And like it's oh. we and you had to eat it because they were, you know, they were poor uh, working class Irish Catholics. So you couldn't throw stuff away. So you like at a young age, we got used to eating one of the more disgusting things ever. Yeah. What that is insane. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. It's it's like sweet and sweet then but salad, salad and, and I, I don't, don't want sweet salad. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> no one does. All right, Stephen. Should yeah, we do? Should really we do have, one yeah. more? There's the one about getting a celebrity tattoo, but maybe I would get one of Hervé Villachez. <laughs> Just kidding. His name was Tattoo on Fantasy Island. <laughs> Stop. It. Okay, here's one. So this is from underscore Little Moss. If you could steal one talent from the other, what would it be? Oh my God, singing and Drawing. playing guitar. Yeah, I, I, I am mesmerized by your ability to. And then, just like with when I draw something, someone always says, "If I could do that, I would do it all the time." And I just get frustrated because I used to be better, or when I try and do it, 
for a living, people have edits and I have to redraw thing. <laughs> thing. It takes me 20 hours as opposed to doing stand-up, getting no edits, and it's over in one hour for the same amount of pay. So I, I'm frustrated with it. But if I, I know that if I could sing and play a guitar, which I have control over, if I loved it that much, I would have learned like you did. I could teach you. I, maybe it's, it's never too late. It's not. I, it's not. Uh, and you're really good at it. No, I, again, I know I've said this before, but if you don't have Karen's album uh, <laughs> live, live at the bootleg, is it the bootleg theater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to get it. You, yeah, there's people out there that are your fans that probably don't know how good you are. Oh, at that. Chris. Thank you. It's yeah, yeah. I really, yeah. That's what I'm jealous of for sure. Well, and your songwriting—they're really good songs. Thank like you. Well, yeah, I'm actually grateful that I, or like, I'm glad that I um, actually recorded them because I really didn't want to do that album, but I was like, you have to do this, or you'll it, you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you don't have a recording of these songs because it was really embarrassing to me to do um, music comedy or comedy music, whatever. Like at regular comedy shows, it was very like, oh, this is there's the kind a of stigma stuff. with it. Yeah. Like prop comedy or something. Exactly. So, but, so it's kind of so like being a magician. Yeah. Or but if you're good at it, like you or Henry Phillips and you're an actual musician, it it makes it that much better because it's like it's like when you see good improv, it's, you know, there's so much bad improv. But when you see it done well, it's like you're blown away and you want to cry. Uh, you know, really, I've been so impressed with good improv before, but yeah, so, good improv is in, is like it's breathtaking. Amazing. It's beautiful yeah. art. Um, yeah, yeah, like everything. Actually, I would also say for so for me for you drawing obviously because you're great at it and you're and it's the style like what that's hyper detail like our logo where it's like super cool and it's it's like it's a real um like the design element of your drawings and illustrations is really impressive to me but then also i would love to skateboard i would love to have the like ease and comfort of being able to skateboard it's really cool i keep getting video there i'm it i love it the I keep getting videos of people that are getting into skateboarding that are that are adults already. And I'm being sent. I got one today. This woman sent me. It's like, I got a skateboard. I'm learning to skateboard. And she sent a video of, nice. of her just going through a parking lot, just getting the balance down. But I, yeah, that's, I love it. I love, I, th- I approve. Just be careful. <laughs> it, it's easy to injure your wrists. Yeah. It's easy to yeah. break your ankles. Yeah, yeah. Well, ankles come later. That's when you, like, after you get good at it and you start trying to jump around, that's when you threaten your ankles. But just the, the when someone first starts, they don't expect to fall down. Or snowboarding, when people fall down, they put their arm back. Oh, and yeah. They break you try to wrist. catch like, yourself. Ugh. The time I went, there's a little hospital at Mammoth Mountain. I hurt my shoulder one year. Uh, and... And went in there, and it was just all people waiting with broken wrists. Oh. They all had fallen on oh. wrists because you don't. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Just learn to fall first. Learn to run and tumble on cement. Just do a a little roll on the cement. Yeah, falling is so important. Use that butt. Yeah, use that butt. Use Pat it. it and land on it. Pan it, get it, get your wallet, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Money in your wallet and land on your ass. Yeah. What's in your wallet? Very expensive, but it's safe. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Are we done? Is that our? 
Is that our last and final? Do you feel is like, there a more conclusionary uh, question? Do you feel like there's Stephen? something, Stephen, that would be more of a button? Um, let's see. Yeah, like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Yeah. That kind of a question. Yeah. Just a lofty, hard to answer. Top five smells. <laughs> if you could, if you could remake any movie you want. Um, too much work. Boy, a- I any, watch any tips and tricks for moving. Hmm. For moving? Yeah. Pay oh. someone. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's what I was going to say. It's actually not People as expensive are, as you think. Yeah, and there are, there are, they are good at it. Yes. It's just like anything. When you try and do your own plumbing or any work around the house or construction, you can get okay at it. But when you see a professional do something, you're like, why did I ever change my own oil? Yeah. Well, that and also... wasn't that expensive, and that guy is efficient and did a good job. I remember the, like third time I moved in Los Angeles was the second time I asked Greg Barrett to help me move. And he was like, <laughs> no, buddy, no. <laughs> he just flatly refused. And it, cause he was like, I did that favor for you already. And let's like, just cause he's a big guy. So people would yeah, ask yeah. him that favor all the time. And that's that moving is that kind of thing where like when you're in your twenties and you're like, whatever you think it's not that big of a deal to ask this favor, it, your friends hate you. Like, don't yeah. do it. Just get, save up the money, get professionals. It'll get all get done in three hours. You'll be glad you did. And yeah. you know, you don't, nobody has the one up on you. And I say that, but I move, I mean, I drug a refrigerator up 50 stairs into my place. I should have had someone helping. Yeah, me, but, you should have for sure. That's uh, crazy. But uh, yeah, I felt better about my apartment once everything was in it because I did it. <laughs> I did it. And then you're like, my hip, my back, my <laughs> <Everything>. arm. <laughs> <laughs> um all right i mean look we're gonna i think q a should be a part of now that we're not yeah. driving we're not we rarely have guests it's always right. going to be a bit of a q a right For now yeah we we should just have a few question and answer we don't have to dedicate the entire episode like it's a special event no no it's like um this is just more of it it's like quarantine and ask us something yeah q a yeah. yeah i'll make a little logo that show oh i forgot we're not a video <laughs> That logo That's next. Be used for any, yeah. We're I'll about describe to describe it. We're about to become the best YouTube show of all time. And I'm going to become a, a audio logo designer where I describe logos. <laughs> now look over here in the bottom left. <laughs> uh, well, this was fun. It was fun. I'm glad we talked about important things, and and you you were better at it than me. Uh, well, it's, it's not a contest. Who, it is. Who it won? Is, thing is, I am always competing with you. <laughs> well, you'll never beat me in cheerleading, so fuck you. Turns out, no, I didn't know. That still blows my mind. Secrets. Um. Yeah, I think if I went to my dad's right now, there's a cheerleading, there's a football and basketball cheerleading uniforms hanging in my de- in my old bedroom closet that my parents changed into an office the second my ankle left the doorway. It was insane how quickly my parents redid my room. They were like, bye, have fun, never come back here. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> think it's weird, though, when a parent leaves it the same and they come and visit and they're... They're all their toys are still in the room and they're in their 30s. Yeah, that's that is weird. Yeah. And also, doesn't your mom want a sewing room? Come on. Right. Exactly. I think my parents did it because my they were they wanted to make sure we didn't feel comfortable moving back. They were just like, you're you're an adult. Go do it. Yeah. 
do it and make sure you do it. Make sure you do it permanently. I still have a room waiting for me at my dad's. There's just no, my old belongings aren't in there. It's just a. You just have somewhere to go. Oh, there's my sister. She's she's like, I have to make dinner at this point. Hi, Laura. (laughs) Don't be mad. She's. (laughs) I don't want to be on this. I don't want to be on this. All right. Well, it's time to make dinner. We should probably go. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, good to see you guys. Good to see you, friend. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. A-R. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and we wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Mouthhorn Uh, with Karen and Chris.